All right, mic check one, two, one, two. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Today we have a special guest. Our special guest is um, a lady who's running for one of the biggest and most important offices in the state. But I'll let that simmer for a little bit. But ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest who I want to introduce you to, to today. Her name is Eleanor. You know, I'm from Africa. You gotta help me. If my, uh, my accent drop in, I don't know. It's, it's Ele Elona. Elona. Yes. In my village, we say Eleanor. Elona. Miss Elona. And she will tell you all about her in a little bit. But first, how's your day today? Oh, my day is going beautiful. Okay. You know, I'm the type of person, I love rain. Yeah. You know? Oh, you, you love rain? Yes. For those who don't know, Seattle, it rains around nine, eight to nine months of the year. This is your favorite season of the year? Yes. Oh, Christmas, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy New Month, by the way, Madam Governor. Same to you. All right. So in a few words, for people who have never crossed paths with you in the state, how would you describe what you do here? Um, I would describe what I do as um, forgiveness. Correct. Yes. So I do, I'm a bridge builder. Bridge builder. And a uniter. You know, it's hard as, as a Christian uh, to speak forgiveness. How what led you to forgiveness? Because forgiveness takes a lot of sacrifice. A lot of people don't forget. Oh, <laughs> see, that's, that's where, um, so my, my path and my journey okay. came from that pain. Because when I was growing up in church, mm -hmm. it, I would always hear the whole, um, you got to forgive and forget. Yes. And, or get over it. And yeah. if you haven't gotten over it, you haven't forgiven. Mm. And, and I started to feel like, well, maybe... Um, Maybe I'm just damned to go to hell. Correct. So I was just very suicidal. Mm. Like, if I'm not going to be able to figure out how to forget mm. and how to forget, right. I'm going to hell anyway. So just go ahead and let, let me get there quickest because I'm already miserable. Correct. And um, the way I overcome suicide and depression was that I learned that forgiveness had nothing to do with forgetting anything. It had to do with remembering but setting boundaries. Oh, like still sitting with it, accepting it, and then, okay. Yes. So it's like, let's say I buy a house, and mm -hmm. I don't like the color of the paint on that wall. Okay. I have to accept it because it's there, right? True. I can't be not accepted. It's there. That's the first thing. So, um, but there's a difference between acceptance and approval. Mm -hmm. If I approve of it, then it's going to stay there. Mm -hmm. If I disapprove of it, then I'm going to do everything to get it removed. To get it removed. Yes. So mm -hmm. whether that means I paint it, somebody else paint it, mm -hmm. I pay for it, however that that looks, mm -hmm. it's going to get done. So in our lives, things happen, whether it's traumatic or just um, repeatedly. Mm -hmm. And um, this is where like triggers come in. Correct. When we feel like we're constantly being taken advantage of, mm -hmm. constantly being stepped on. It's because we've taught people how to treat us. Oh, okay. And boundaries, setting boundaries is teaching people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. And when you give consequences and they overstep those boundaries, then you've, you're, you know, further teaching them how you're, you're like letting that set in and sending a message to everyone. And in our communities, um, we don't get taught boundaries. We get taught, oh, that's so-and-so. Mm. Just let them do that. Mm -hmm. Or, um, <clears throat> like, in our family, it's always give it, uh, 
Let them hold your car. That's the first person everybody knows. <laughs> that's the cousin who takes everybody's stuff and never brings it back. But everybody's right. like, just that's him. Yeah, that's Roger. That's him. Yeah. And then you can't be mad. You when can't they come be mad. In the room. Yeah. And when they come in the room, oh, you need to get over. Y'all need to stop fighting. So that's just him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. But we've taught our kids to, to accept that. So when you're, your child is in an abusive relationship, mm -hmm. you can't be mad and say, I taught them better than that. Mm -hmm. Because subliminally, you taught them that abusive relationships is okay. okay that yes. toxic relationships Correct. are okay because yes. we did it. Our first learning and our first um, subliminal like, indoctrination Correct. is within our families. Within our families. Speaking of our families, because I speak a lot about like the black tax. I speak a lot about the black expectations and what's causing some of the depression in there. I speak about... Uh, inherited traumas now how as a community both African Caribbean and black people how can we unlearn some of the stuff that we pass on to our children that came from our families yeah so um, a lot of that is really just starting with yourself mm -hmm. because sometimes we try to start too big and mm -hmm. do it with everything and our kids are going to learn by our example. Mm. And the whole thing, first thing is let, let your kids know that you're human. Mm -hmm. You make mistakes. You're right. never perfect. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're learning and progressing, that's what you want them to always be able to unlearn, mm -hmm. to be able to, to, be, to relearn. And sometimes the things that you learn are good for that stage. But mm -hmm. the more you progress, you're going to end up unlearning those things too. Mm. Because now you're going to become start to be able to see more on a 360 view because mm. right now we're on a narrow on a narrow correct yes and so in our communities it's just pretty much starting with yourself like they say teach one teach one to you need get yeah no, yes. yeah it takes one yeah takes one and yeah. um so that one always starts with you correct and um learning to be open-minded mm -hmm. so what, what i like to do is i'll try to come from the place of putting myself in the other person's shoes, shoes yeah even if i feel like they're wrong mm. i put myself in their shoes because um let's say that they come from a different culture they have a different upbringing mm. i can't judge you well i can if i wanted to Too, yeah. but it's going to be hurtful for me mm -hmm. but if i judge you according to my Understanding, understanding of that the world. you don't know yeah. because that's invisible to you mm -hmm. and vice versa okay. then we're going to always be in a conflict mm -hmm. so I put myself in the other person's shoes even if they haven't said it mm -hmm. and I make up scenarios that are possibly maybe they were in this room maybe they were abused growing up and this is all that they know how to reach out for help so I put myself in that shoes and, some, and a lot of times it's open doors mm. for people to just turn around and just start talking. You're just talking about it. Yes. Uh, you seem to be well versed about cultures and you know your interactions, your conversations tell me that you you had an outside perspective. Um, I lived in Kansas for a while okay. and I, you know originally I'm a, I came from Africa and I passed through other places. It was hard for me to to come in as a as a different person with a different perspective. You're in spaces, rooms and conferences legislation rooms how do you navigate trying to sell maybe a policy or convince people or build a team how do you do that how do you apply this worldly perspective in trying to understand different groups of people um like policy i just recently spoke on um house bill 5000 mm -hmm. for uh, chinese american history Month. oh beautiful and when i spoke on that mm -hmm. i put myself in the shoes of what their perspective is mm. because if I tell the story from their perspective 
then turn around and relate it back to mm. what I want them. What you want to understand. Yeah, mm. understand. Then people connect more on relatability. Mm -hmm. So when you bring it as a re relatability as opposed to an attack, mm. then it it makes it easier it's, for yeah, digestible it's, yeah, right. <laughs> it's easier to understand yeah. and we feel seen uh, now as, as yeah. a new i'm a new transplant to seattle I, I still say new because i've been here six years and i still feel new uh it is important like when we we are trying to like um you know like acclimatize and meet other people to yeah. be seen and i don't know if people know this but ladies and gentlemen our guest today is gonna be one of the governors of washington state someday yeah. Man, first of all, congratulations <laughs> on just you. thinking about it. As a as a woman of color, how did you get to like I'm gonna go to that office? Was it a dream you always had? Or was it something you just uh like down the line? Because you've had multiple careers. Uh, yeah. what made you like wanna be a governor? See, um like it being a dream. Mm -hmm. So growing up in our communities mm -hmm. and our communities not saying our community, the black community, mm -hmm. because the school I went to mm -hmm. was a mixture. A mixture of people. Yeah, okay. so I think that everybody that's in that classroom okay. might have said, you know, like when they're saying, when I grow up, I want to be a doctor or a mm -hmm. lawyer. Mm -hmm. And then we see something with the president. Mm -hmm. Oh, when I grow up, I want to be the president. Mm -hmm. And saying that thing and really feeling like you can connect and really have that thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in our communities is two different things okay. because the thing that we're really going to gravitate to is entertainment mm -hmm. sports mm -hmm. because that's where everybody pushes us to because mm -hmm. they feel like that's easier to grasp Crest, right. but this other thing mm -hmm. we don't know how to grasp because we don't have people in our communities that are leaders like that who are being an example to say, oh yeah, I can be. I can do that. I can be a governor. I can mm -hmm. be a president. Correct. We don't have that in our community, so we feel like that's just something that we say, but nothing that we, we can aspire do. to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I thought about that, and I was like, wait a minute. How come I can't run for governor? So I started asking around, and mm -hmm. I said, okay, so well, what does it take to be governor? Because mm -hmm. I'm getting a little bit older here, mm -hmm. and and I know a lot of people say if you would have started this when you were younger, but like I said, nobody's there to to mentor us or say be that face to say you can do you this. can do this. Correct. So I never tried. Mm -hmm. I never thought about it. I just thought about staying my status quo of what people dictate that I can be. You could be correct. a doctor, a lawyer, mm -hmm. or these types of things. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> so. When I, nobody wanted to tell me about it, so I would start from the bottom and work your way up. And mm -hmm. I said, but we are at the bottom. Already? Yeah. We've been here. Yeah, we've been here. We know the community. Mm -hmm. We started at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, really, it's because they want to groom you into dirty politics. And I call it dirty, dirty politics. Dirty politics, right. Because if it wasn't about dirty politics, you wouldn't care where I stand. Where I stand, yeah. And and then I went and researched it on my own since nobody would tell me from mm -hmm. the Republican or Democrat Party. Mm -hmm. I went and researched it and found that the only thing you have to, the only qualifications is that you're 18 or older mm -hmm. for state, 35 or older for president, that you uh, reside where you want to on um, run, mm -hmm. and that um, you're a registered voter. That's it. That's it. That's information no, that we never, no we, nobody knew. No, nope. no having held another seat. Mm -mm, none nothing. Of that. And what people, the other thing people don't know because people say, oh, well, have you held another seat? Do you, well, first off, no. And 
the first 90 days of becoming whatever position you're in, you get training. So it's a job. Yes. That's available that people can apply. It's a position that the public can apply, but we, we weren't taught that. No, we subliminally think that you have to have a law degree and, to be governor. And you being a, a black woman, I know it's not it's not easy. Some of the spaces you're getting to, you're the first pioneer. You're the first person opening these doors. How does it feel? Uh, it takes a lot of courage uh, to be in these rooms. What what do you deal with? Any type of negative energy, negative sentiments? People just trying to kill your yeah. spirit. Yeah, because you, I know this. Way, they're not giving you flowers when you walk in. Well, uh, well, first I wouldn't say that I was the first because we had Stacey Abrams. Okay, but she was already a known politician. Yes. And I'm pretty sure there have been other regular people mm -hmm. as myself trying to trying to, but mm -hmm. they just never really because it's expensive. Mm -hmm. It's two thousand dollars to sign up to run, okay. um, and that won't be till next year. I have to come up with two thousand. Yeah. So I have somebody having that on the side, side already. Yeah. yeah, and that's just because in case my opponents try to damage my, you know, like yeah. try to take the courts, yeah, correct, where you can't afford it. Mm -hmm. I have other people who have just holding 2000 off to the side Correct. for me. Yeah. And um, so that one in our community is difficult. Mm -hmm. So by the time you can put sign up, but if you don't have the money to be on that pamphlet, mm, that's it's different. one thing. Yeah. And, um, but yes, getting into different spaces. Mm -hmm. um, I never played the um, I'm a black woman card. I oh, yeah. <laughs> I do say I'm okay. a veteran. Yeah. Because people don't automatically know that looking at me that I'm a veteran. Okay. You automatically know what I yeah. <laughs> just, just looking, yeah, yeah. looking at me. But yes, I have been attacked on, um, you know, like comments have been made to me about um, you people just want free, free handouts. So you people want to come, come in here and make it look like New York mm. or all these other um, really they're talking about Democrats in general mm -hmm. but, they, but when they look at me they end up to narrow the perspective, the perspective to, to being black Yeah, and um, <clears throat> so yes I've, I've gotten those talks I've had one lady jump up in, in the restaurant yelling that um, she was a that I'm a racist governor. How are you racist? You're black. <laughs> and I was like, ma'am, just so we're clear. Yeah. My dad is white and he lives with me. Mm -hmm. And my mom is black. So we just came through a whole period mm -hmm. not too long ago where black people and white people were couldn't even sit together. Yeah, they weren't even. But my mom was a child when segregation mm -hmm. ended. Mm -hmm. My mom and my dad got married the year after interracial marriages mm. were allowed. Oh. So we had to move from Florida to uh, Massachusetts because the KKK were gonna lynch us. Whoa. So that's me and my baby sister. Yeah. They were gonna lynch us and my mom because we were black wow. in Florida. So my dad moved us in the middle of the night. So I don't, I still love both, all of my culture. Cause they both made you. Yes. Yeah. And I don't look at the negative things people are doing because I've been mistreated by both sides. Both sides, correct. And um, have not been accepted because at that time period mm -hmm. in the 70s, mm -hmm. people were still feeling like, oh, if biracial kids are confused. They, mm, don't, they don't know who they, they are. They don't know who they are, yeah. those type of things. Mm -hmm. So I was mistreated by mm -hmm. both sides. Mm -hmm. But I have also been loved by, by both sides. Correct. So I take what people 
with me who people who are open-minded to work together and learn and grow and heal that's the goal that's the goal thank you for sharing that with us so give us like what your morning routine is on your busiest day oh, <laughs> <laughs> including the damage control the damage control anything traffic how do you deal with it what's your day like so um I tell people my husband works overtime so I can campaign full time. Okay. Uh, the congratulations. Shout out to the husband. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. And um, so like on a typical day, I get up and um, it depends on who I'm talking to where. Okay. I've spoken to people who are in other countries that want to interview me on a podcast. Yes. And, um, and because it's all about. I'm representing the people. I'm a regular Message. person mm -hmm. stepping into this position. Great. So for them, they would like we would like to to speed you, yeah. So that might be at three o'clock in the morning, okay. or five o'clock in the morning wow. that I'll get up and uh -huh. do that. Uh -huh. Then I take me a little nap. Yeah, <laughs> before you start your day, okay. take me a little nap and okay. then have my alarm set at seven o'clock. Okay, seven o'clock it'll take me a while to get from seven, seven to eight, eight to get mm -hmm. um wound up. So. I put on something inspirational okay. and I put on a lot of things that are, um, tell me that I belong, mm -hmm. that I have a right to be here, mm -hmm. that that I can always learn and work. You know, all those yes, types of affirmations, yes. Yeah, a bunch of inspirational for, things. Mm -hmm. And two, I take from those things like, oh yeah, that resonated. Let me put this Let me put this down. That's going to be a good me. <laughs> 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 like, then uh -huh. I get up and then I start, you know, like while I'm washing, yeah. you know, my face and everything. Then I'll take my, um, I'll have my, uh, what you call it? I'll try to, um, I have other things that I go, while I'm brushing my teeth, you just, I'll, I'm cooking at the same time. time, time, making breakfast making a little breakfast, bit? Okay. Yes, making breakfast. Mm -hmm. Then I get up and um, sometimes I try to do a little exercise, mm -hmm. but I'm going to get more of my exercise when I'm out walking around. Yeah, already. <laughs> Every building, yeah, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah. I try to sit there and I go over my social media plan. Okay. And I try to schedule out for the whole week. Mm. Make um, videos and posts. Okay. And I don't make videos of me sitting here yet. No, so it has to be outside. Yeah, so with the people. I, like places that I've been mm -hmm. all last week, mm -hmm. then I'll probably start scheduling those scheduling. videos. So when I'm doing something that day, you don't tend to get that from me. Okay. I'll post it the next the next week, week. Oh, or two weeks later. Schedule it because now I have because I, I have so many videos oh, to to yeah, go to through. Edit, yeah. And pretty much I get more pictures because I don't have someone to always go with me. Okay. If my husband's with me, he'll make videos. If it's just me, I'm just gonna be taking selfies. taking selfies <laughs> <laughs> like that. And yeah. I'm trying to get to the part to where I can um, sit down and actually just make a video talking talking right. because I want to tell people these are my policies. This is where I want mm -hmm. I'm gonna be. And whatnot, but mostly I've been making relatable videos mm -hmm. of getting out and engaging with people. People, correct. Asking people, what is it you would like to see? Yeah. What is something that if if you want to fix homelessness, yes. what was something you would be? Because I want to incorporate all those things to let people know I've heard you. So mm -hmm. right now I'm not telling people. When I get in, I'm doing this and this is what you got to do. Correct. No, I'm like listening to people. To what um, people are saying. Yeah, so I'm doing social media. Right now, I'm doing also um, helping with event planning, but event planning. I actually just have someone who came on my team who's taking the bulk of that. But okay. normally, normally it would have been I'm doing event planning, going and running around, picking up the things I need, yeah. um, scheduling to go meet with people, asking them to get on people's, people's schedules, schedules. Yep. and then people don't realize that that becomes a taxing thing because now you're getting the phone run around, mm. if somebody answers you, call you back. Correct. Um, 
um, damage control because I still have a personal life. You have a personal life, right? My car was stolen. So. Oh man, sorry. Don't tell me it's the Kia boys. Uh, Kia. Was it the Kia boys? When you become governor, we don't want the Kia boys. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's yeah. a very popular guy here. Yeah. Yeah. So then I had to do that. Then had to. Then I did. Oh my gosh! Just to go through the police system mm. to try to get your stuff, and then when somebody steal your car, you have to go to court because they ran up tickets in your name. Wow. Tolls in, it's your, in your name. name. So you have to fight everything and show and documentation. Yeah. That happened. Sorry about your car, by the way. And, and then thank you. Mm -hmm. And then. My LinkedIn was shut down. What happened? Somebody hacked it? What happened? No, they said that I wasn't a real person, even though I showed them my driver's license. So okay. everybody that I had um, connected with, I had like about 2,000 something connections Correct. that I had made yes. with my governor ad I was running. Yes. I had to start all over. I'm going to tell you, it took me a whole month, two months to forgive that process because Whoa. I was angry. And oh. I was like, I am not going back on LinkedIn. But everybody's like, you need to get back. You on need LinkedIn. to get back. That's where you get so, the connections. So two two months later, I finally mm -hmm. pulled it up. But I was still feeling salty. I mm -hmm. still feel kind of salty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that yeah. I did all of that hard work. Yes. <laughs> and um, so it's like trying to keep up with the social media because they want you to you need to do three to five to posts. five per, per, per week at least. Well, it said a day. A day for you because yes, you got to get that office. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like trying to <laughs> keep up, trying to keep up with yeah. that. Then I also, I don't, I don't respond to ne negativity, but mm. I do respond. To respond people. is cool. Yeah. And things, so I try to respond to people mm -hmm. in their comments. I try to go on other people's pages mm -hmm. and at least, you know, like or interact. Inter interact, interact at least so they know you're, you're there. Yeah. And to mm. show some support because my campaign um, values is community support and unity. Community so support gonna, unity. Okay. So I'm going to support the community. So Correct. I try to go on those type of things. Yeah. I get out and I go to people events. Somebody will call me and say, hey, we're having this veterans group event. meeting. Can you yeah. pull I up. do pop-ups. Oh, we're having a cookout over here. My family, I'll pull up and talk to you your talk family to the at the family. cookout. Okay. So it's, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even more that I can't even think of. Oh, and I even have like, um, I have a former politician that's in another state okay and then i have a, a doctor of philosophy here in this state that we all meet probably um we try to meet every day okay if i have a lot going on in the day okay and i'm like i'm y'all my brain is too tired this is too tired today for me it, yeah then we'll um but we're trying to meet every day and they'll debate me on my views mm. and because i don't want to be dogmatic i don't mm. want to be where I'm running for governor, and what I say is right, and that's how I feel mm -hmm. about it. No, it's other people, and sometimes when you see everything from different aspects, mm -hmm. it's not that your way is right. No. It's about what's right. It's not about who's right. Collectively, what's yes. going to benefit majority of the so people. So we sit there and go over there, what is Washington state policy? Mm -hmm. Then sometimes I learn women. I say, well, we're arguing. Why are we out here in these streets arguing about this policy when mm -hmm. this policy actually says that? Mm -hmm. But people don't know that. Oh, okay. And okay. we believe talk, talking points. So those type of things. So that'll be, whew, it's a it's lot. It's tough. It's coming. <laughs> and when is the governor's race again? Coming? It's next year. So August, I think it's August 3rd. Okay. No, is it August 3rd or August 6th? I think it's August, August 6th. 6th. August 6th of next year, 2024, mm -hmm. is primaries. And then the general is November. Mm -hmm. November 3rd. Oh, I, I like that. I'm just mixed up. 
I'm gonna have it memorized. Let's get it. Let's get it. We're <laughs> gonna get you getting in. Get people to vote. Uh, what's the um quick question just on still on the politics while we're at it uh what's important why why is it important for people to cast their vote i know a lot of people have lost the faith in, yeah. the, in both decisions of both parties and the independence of course yeah. in some of the decisions they've been making the last few months years yeah. uh why what would you tell voters uh, what that will assure them that yeah. coming out to vote this time um in washington state there's difference coming there's a change coming um, this election is going to be very important to get out of the vote because now we have options. Mm -hmm. Before, we've always been told, vote for the lesser evil, vote for, um, um, these are your only two options. Mm -hmm. Well, now you have more people coming out and saying, no, I'm not voting for the lesser evil, I'm not voting for this person because you told me, and all these options that you have supposedly given us, mm -hmm that you dictated to us are not options. Mm -mm. They're not people that we we want leading us. Mm -hmm. So I'm out here. I'm on the ballot. Right. So I'm in I am an option. And I am would you say the people's advocate. Yes. I'm being the voice of the people. I'm mm -hmm. not being a career politician who mm -hmm. the party I'm not party picked mm -hmm. by either party. Yes I'm running as a Democrat, but Democrats didn't pick me. Fact, no. Democrats are, are looking over me. Yes. I'm pretty sure if I would have ran Republican, they would have did the same thing too. So you're coming in as, I have policies that are not bent towards Democrats or Republicans. Right. So I'm just here for the people. Yes. So this is our, our opportunity to show politicians that we are fed up. And the best way to show them is the number of votes that mm. we get to show them that we're no longer accepting the status quo. Mm, I like that. Now, if you have, have three tickets here, right? Because yeah. we're going to give you some Seattle games here. I have Seahawks ticket. Okay. You know what I'm saying? In the booth. I have a Seattle Kraken's ticket. And I also have Seattle Sounders ticket. Which of these three would you pick? And which order would you go with? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sold out, by the way. These are like the last tickets for these games. Last tickets. Best weather. Whenever, it doesn't matter the weather. Just the three tickets. Same stadium. Okay, same stadium. I'm gonna say I am a, more of a football fan. Okay, so Seahawks. Yes. All right. Um, my husband is a Kraken fan. Kraken fan, so <laughs> number two. Yes, and then you know soccer will come. Yes, yeah, soccer. Yeah. All right, and um, and I'm gonna get hype whatever game you put me in, even if it's not my. So game. long as it's ours. Yes. Yeah, that's a Seattle question. Now let me ask you an answer question. So, uh, when I moved here, uh, moved here from Kansas, I was a transplant. And you also moved as a transplant from Florida, correct? Yes. Uh, did you have, did you experience any like, like uh, problems adjusting? There's this thing they call the Seattle freeze. I yeah. suffered from it because I used to live downtown here for a long time, but I got my, I found my tribe and we flourished. Was there any challenges you had when you came here? Maybe food or anything? Um, well, when I moved here, I would say not really. It was just really trying to find my way around and where everyone is. Yeah. Like like you say, trying to find Correct. my tribe because people operate in silos mm -hmm. around here. So mm -hmm. the way I found a homeschool group that I ended up liking. Okay. That's why I ended up pretty much just staying and sticking around them 
and they did a lot of community stuff, so I mm-hmm. did things mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. But when I started campaigning, I mm-hmm. found that there was this whole other world. Mm. And do you think that that just the last question about the freeze, by the way? Do you think it's cheating Seattle of something beautiful by trying to like ostracizing? not bonding together because one of the things i am i've been a nomad my whole life living in different places yeah. and i've benefited and they've benefited too because you know you're bringing something new yeah. do you think as a collective it's important for us to like find a way to work together because we cheat ourselves out a lot of magic of outside that can change the, the way things are yes working together is always better because mm. you don't reinvent the wheel. Correct, correct. You just adapt to the wheel. Yes. Mm-hmm. And two, like you might, let's say that um, you might have a business that mm-hmm. um, makes stuff. Yes. And I might have a business where I'm always just buying the products to put in my store. Mm-hmm. Well, then I would definitely want to support you as a small business. Mm-hmm. But if I don't know that business is there, then it I'm going to be over here supporting other places mm-hmm. when... A lot of people have gone to a lot of American-made things, and I would they would prefer to buy it from you. Mm. I like that. I like that. Now, let me see. Thank you again for making time today. I've asked a lot of questions. I've gotten too deep. I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if you were governor today, yes. Uh, the first thing, first day at office. What's the first thing you're gonna? What's your first day of office looking like? My first day of office, well, of course. Oh, first week. Yeah. Uh, for, of course, my first week is going to be all the training. Okay. Because Inslee has to show me around and he has to show me the bills he's passed and yeah. his goals for what he had okay. in place. And I would have to assess are these things I want to keep mm-hmm. or I keep moving forward. Correct. And there are things like, like I said, I meet with um, the other persons. Mm-hmm on my team and we talk about some of these things Mm -hmm. and I said okay that's a good idea like the home ownership um, what is it the home ownership act he just passed Mm -hmm. that's a good idea that he has for the homelessness population Mm -hmm. there's a couple other things that he has enacted that I think that that I would like to keep including his equity and inclusion um, event that he has he just started last year was the first Mm -hmm. year Only thing that I would do different with that is make sure it is more inclusive Mm -hmm. because it was not Mm -hmm. as inclusive. It ostracized anybody who was Republican. Oh, okay. And we don't want to ostracize. Ideas. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they should have been at the table and been invited to the table. Mm -hmm. So I would expand that. Expand that. Um, The the police reform, Mm -hmm. I do not agree with the police reform Mm -hmm. of like the no police chase. I understand that in our communities we do have a higher rate of, of crime. Of huh? Of crime? Of, well, police brutality. Mm-hmm. So I know that his whole thing was to try to lessen that, but we have a I would say I think it's seventy eight percent of our crime is nonviolent, and and so that's what he's more gearing the non police mm-hmm. chase. Mm-hmm. But however, our it's a crime against our communities mm-hmm. because I was robbed. My car was robbed. Yeah. That happened. Yeah, when these things happen in our community, we can't afford to replace that, and we're hardworking families. Mm. So to say that there's no consequences for people doing these robberies and these simple things that we feel are simple, these things add up mm. to people who don't have 
that much money. Correct. So there still needs to be accountability. Mm -hmm. But yes, we still need to make sure there's stringent accountability mm -hmm. for police brutality mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So don't take away accountability measures over here of holding people from not doing wrong. Mm -hmm. Keep that, but also make sure that we have steps and measures over here. Mm -hmm. And one thing is to make sure that we're building relations within our in, within our communities. Mm -hmm. I think that if we have our um, offer incentives, mm -hmm. we wouldn't force a police officer to live in the community, but tell them we'll give you an incentive to live in the community that you're serving. Mm -hmm. Because if your people see your face and you see those family faces, you're going to have more of a connection. You'll understand their pain yes. if there's a loss. Yeah, you'll know that, oh, so-and-so, they, they're just arguing. They're not abusive, abusive to each other correct yeah they're just arguing we uh, we know we how, know how it how is how to de-escalate this because we're in this community mm -hmm. so give them like an incentive hey we'll get free rent or half off your rent correct they would be happy to be able to pocket some money to pocket some money and, correct and, and whatnot doesn't you know like if you don't want to live in the community you don't have to but you won't get that incentive yes um police training i think police training should be longer we only have a four-month training I was in the military. We did four month basic training, and I know a lot of our police are, um, they say, come are veterans who come in, and people's complaints are, oh, they come in with that anger and they're taking it out on the communities. Well, we're not trained to, you know, mm -hmm. emotional, emotional, um, yeah, yeah, emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence, those things. So, make the training a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. give, give some type of, um, you know, like unions, you. Police, police unions, unions yeah. and, mm -hmm. but my husband is in the union. Mm -hmm. I think five years he journeys out, mm -hmm. but they're making sure he has an all well-rounded um, training. Training, correct. And ex hands-on experience mm -hmm. in that. So give that good, well-rounded mm -hmm. experience with our police officers to where they are able to cope with all of these things. Also include mental health mm -hmm. for them because they go through a lot. Okay. They do um, build up the, these fears mm -hmm. from experiences. Mm -hmm. So make sure that we're including these into those Into the policies, yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. I like that. I like how you brought that in. Thank you. Now my parting shot for women yes. like yourself. Because you know, you're representing every woman, not just women of color, but women of color is great as well. Um, what's that parting shot that you want to tell women who aspire to get into this big, big boy offices that you're in right now and step into these places, whether it's a small business, whether it's a politician or a scientist or somebody, an engineer in school? What's, what's the parting shot you would tell this girl? I would tell them look, women, we birth nations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we teach the men mm -hmm. who are running our country. Mm -hmm. We do all of these things. Mm -hmm. But um in our like in our research se sessions that we've been doing, we find that it says that more women are get um getting into politics and mm -hmm. doing all of these things than men. Yes. And um, one of the people on the team asked, "Why do I think that is?" I think that is because women are starting to realize that we do all this teaching. How come we're not in the position? In the position, correct. So we're stepping up and we're we're just saying, hey, open the door. Mm -hmm. Come on, like mama's here. We're here now. <laughs> not now. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why did everybody vote? What is it? Why did everybody vote for um, Patty Murray? They call mm. her the mom and teacher. Yeah, we mom. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So people are looking for more of that structure and even though when people say women are more nurturing and mm -hmm. more about their emotions mm -hmm. 
people are wanting some more of that. Mm -hmm. Like, don't just be so rigid that you forget that people need to be free. We have a housing problem. Yes. I've been in a house before. I just wanted to camp outside my car for a few months. Have you ever camped anywhere outside your house for a few weeks or a few months? Yes. So when I, um, and I'll tell you right now, that's one of my platforms okay. is home, um, the unhoused and homelessness okay. is because I can, I'm going to make my platform more things that I really can relate on. Okay. And I can relate from a lot of aspects. So, like restorative justice. Mm -hmm. My husband, I'll t I'll tell everybody before you go. You don't have to go digging up dirt on me. My no. husband was in prison for twenty four years for murder. Mm -hmm. I tell you, that. you tell you that, yes. Yeah. But I I call him the poster child of what reform justice should look like. It's a product, beautiful yes. end end result of of, yes. of reforms. Yeah. And um and then um, like I said, homelessness. I didn't even know that I was homeless one time until uh -huh. I was like at my kids school okay. and um, so I homeschooled but the school allowed me to put my kids into certain you know public Great. Yeah. classes yeah. and so I went up there and I told them I said look um, I just want to know do you guys have any food for you know like that I could take home because right now I'm mm -hmm. like pinching pennies, pennies yes. and I, we're staying in my car but mm -hmm. I, until tomorrow when I get paid and I can go stay in a hotel Correct. Yeah. and you know like I was telling them but, these things and like I said, she said, you're homeless. I said, oh, no, I just can't afford the three times, what is it, you know, to They get, rent three times. Three times the, the yeah, rent to get crazy. approved. Yes. As I just can't afford the three times, so I'm trying to find a private owner. Correct. And the lady said, she said, you're homeless because you don't have a place to stay. I was like, no, no, I, I'm staying in my car. You, you, at that time, you were like, Friday, <laughs> like, And then I thought, yeah. and then I, like, when I said, I said, oh, I am homeless, huh? It's, it starts to sink in. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't know there were, there were programs out there mm -hmm. being a veteran. Mm -hmm. For me as a veteran, Correct. I didn't know like all of these different things mm -hmm. that were out there. Out there, yeah. But it was frustrating because that was like the second time. Second I was time, home. yeah. Mm -hmm. First time I was homeless was when I got out the military mm -hmm. and I had my two kids. Yes. And then I went to the um, veteran's office because I saw... A, a paperwork in one of the um, government, government assistants. Stuff? Yeah, yeah. And they saw, um, said, if you're a veteran, you need assistance. So I went there, mm -hmm. and they ended up helping me to get, you know, get income and all of those type Correct. of things. Yeah. But I didn't at that time. I didn't realize that I had been homeless then until later. This other later, yeah. This other situation yeah. <laughs> happened, uh -huh. and and my thing for me of getting becoming homeless wasn't for, from a bad choice. Mm -mm. I just refused to stay in a toxic relationship. Mm. So most people say, "Oh, I gotta stay here." Why do you have to stay? Why do people stay in toxic? Yeah. I've been in situations like that yeah. before. But what what's this magnet that keeps people in this? Well, people feel like, space. "Oh, I, they don't want to be homeless. They mm -hmm. don't want." They, um, I don't have no place to go. I don't have anything. And for me, it was like, I'd rather be homeless. Than be in a space being, that is this dark. Yeah, than my kids mm -hmm. seeing being part of this toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. We'll love each other in the car. We'll learn to be non-toxic in a car. Mm -hmm. But or not hotel. over there. Yeah. yeah, but not over there. So that was my choice of, you know, becoming homeless mm -hmm. at that moment. And it's a brave, it was a brave choice. Yes, yeah. and, and I got out because I ended up, um, what is it, because my... My my ex husband tried to kill me, tried to blow wow, me up in a car. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And he was a police officer. Yeah. So that was difficult because he also was able to control my social security number, mm. which I had to 
call mm-hmm. around. It's like, I didn't know somebody could change your social security number. Let me just guess your stuff. It's yes. And Ooh. so I went through a lot with him being a police officer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'd rather be homeless mm-hmm. than turn up to be one of the people on the, on the news where he goes and shoots you and then turn around and kill you. Kill you, somebody else, yeah. And whatnot, because a lot of that was happening mm-hmm. at that, that time. Mm-hmm. So that's and but we when we see homeless people we just automatically assume they're on drugs and they have made a lot of bad choices they made bad choices but it's, it's just life them. sometimes yes mm. so. when you come in when you come in as governor when you take office uh, yeah. what are some of the things you're gonna implement that might help future dv domestic violence uh, yes. of victims like probably do their programs maybe or or something yeah. And see, I know um, there's this group called um, Equality for Boys and Men. Mm-hmm. And right now they're trying to get some uh, policies passed mm-hmm. that will help men. And, and they get pushed back from politicians right mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. they're like, men don't need anything. But my thing is, if you're saying men are the issues of domestic violence, when really, if you look at the statistics, it's kind of both ways. Both ways, it's correct. It's that. just one is reported more than the other. Right. Yeah. But um, if you're saying the person like yes the victim needs help mm-hmm. and needs resources mm-hmm. however we need to give them some help too the too as well correct. because if they we can get them better mm-hmm. mental health help whatever it is to put them on the right path then there's not going to be this repeat offense and um so yes so the programs i actually they are good programs that are out here mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a what do you say? A, like a push the loopholes and loophole, laws yeah, yeah. that make certain things difficult. Difficult, correct. But it's kind of hard to navigate around those laws mm. because if you remove something, mm-hmm. then it's going to make it more dangerous for something else. You're right. Yeah. And so it's just pretty much being making sure there's support system and places for people to go. One thing that I didn't like was that um, now my situation happened in Florida. So if you want to remove from that place, like I requested for funding, the state can give you funding to relocate. To relocate, And yeah. I requested for relocation because I wanted to be away from, from that, that situation, correct. And situation to a whole other place. Mm-hmm. And they said that I had to be dead, incapacitated. Somebody had to be dead, incapacitated, or severely injured. I said, if I'm any of those things, then... And then not- I don't need to relocate. You'll be gone. Yes. <laughs> Wow, like those are police. Then you never like like until you're in the office when you're trying to like pitch or apply for something. A lot of people will not know that this is some of the conditions that come with that. Yeah. yeah. So when when people are afraid to leave abusive relationships because they know the person, like my situation, I mm-hmm. feel like I know that he could find me anywhere because he was a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, people are afraid to leave because they feel like they're just going to be on the run for the rest for, of for the rest life. of their life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And granted, I was with a, um, what is it, a women's shelter mm-hmm. who take you into hiding and try to help LPR, you yeah. help you get places, but they're limited. They also resources. Yeah, resources get, because yeah. of that clause. Oh, man. And so it would be making, you know, making sure that we have the resources, well, in the wording. In the wording, correct. the language. And, t- and I think that would cause, because that wouldn't be my job. I would probably have to work with the state attorney general mm-hmm. on something like that. Something so, like hey, that. can't we make it where Correct. they can get funding to totally relocate? You can't go back to that same situation. Or you have to there. go completely you out. You have to completely go someplace else. Mm. 
Thank you for that. And uh, well, the, la the last question today, people, a lot of people will resonate with your interview today, your message to the world, your story. So did I need the clip on? Uh, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> 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 um, where can they find you and how can they support your campaign? Yes. So you can find me on peoplebeforeparty.com. People okay. And, um, you know, the best way to help me is donation, donation, donation. Donation, that's the word right there. Uh -huh. And I like to put it, instead of in the form of money, mm -hmm. 50,000 people. If 50,000 mm -hmm. people donate, mm -hmm. I can reach my goal. And we're knocking this off the park. Yes. Okay. So 50,000 people, uh, the minimum donation they let you give is $5. So 50,000 people donating $5, you just contributed to a quarter of a million. To a change. Yes. Mm. So that's what I need. Mm -hmm. Donation, donation. 50,000 people donating. So go donate right now. Yeah, let's get it. And yes. social media? Social media, everything is at Elona for Gov. That's E-L-O-N-A-F-O-R-G-O-V. Okay. And she has good profile pictures. So go over there and give some likes, right? Yes. All right. <laughs>